Hey, you are now tuned in to the Fellowship Podcast. This week, I got my man DJ David, aka David Martinez, aka Daddy Dave Street Barbecue, and I know there's some great stuff for you guys to get a hold of, and we really dive into some deep things. Um, enjoy it, be blessed. Don't forget, we got the contest going on. I'm giving away twenty dollars in Amazon, ten dollars in Starbucks, and a bunch of free stickers. So please stay tuned. Check it out. Check out the Instagram and uh, subscribe wherever you can. Appreciate your listening. Yeah. Uh. Fellowship Podcast. Um, it's me, Chris Sarah. I am Chris Sarah. And I got one of my longtime friends, probably one of the closest friends that I have, uh, David Martinez. What? what? Uh, in the house. Uh, me and Dave go back to uh, just like kind of like Carlos. Um, actually, it's funny. The uh, story that I shared about me getting invited to a barbecue, and that's where I really connected with Carlos and, and Damien. Um, that was uh, David's barbecue that he had going on. That's right. Uh, so that's how me and David met. We've known each other for the last, um, man, at least 10 plus years. Yeah, it's got to be somewhere around yeah, 11, 12. Uh, yeah, 11 years probably because I've been married for 11 years. So Yeah. No, it doesn't. I've been married 12 years. Dang, dude, this is recorded. You're going to get in trouble. I know. Dang, I'll edit it out, man. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be 13 in August. There you go. Good save. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so me and David have uh, been connected for the last about 12 years. Uh, man, and we just kind of hit it off uh, right off the bat yeah. for the most part. Uh, it's funny because I think I had just rededicated my life to Christ or really committed on my own mm-hmm. um, about the same time that David j- became a Christian for the first time. Yes. Uh, so I remember, I'll never forget this, this is probably one of the first times we hung out. Uh, they were having a little house party. Um, or House party has an ill connotation, but, you know. The, <laughs> a, uh, a Christian house party. Yeah, a Christian house party. <laughs> a newly party. Christian house party. <laughs> right. And it was funny because I brought, so I had just got saved, and I was still trying to hang out with a lot of my um, unsaved friends. So I brought over one of my unsaved friends um, to the party. And it was funny because we, we look up on the counters and we see all these different bottles of alcohol. And um, we're like, oh, yeah, I remember we drank those at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, so, I was a bottle collector or practicing because I used to bartend back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it was just funny, you know, that uh, just, you know, how we started our relationship and how we started our uh, friendship um, just at the same time of kind of, you know, although I grew up in church, I was really 
in a sense, learning things for the first time um, in my in my own walk and making the Christian life my own. Um, so it was just funny. And then I remember we brought over Guitar Hero. And when we were leaving, they were like, hey, can we borrow that? And yeah. I think like five months later, I got it back. <laughs> that was a jam back then. I mean, I remember me and Stephanie were getting down. <laughs> and then they brought another guitar. Like, what? You can do two players? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you guys have been sharing this whole time. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, we used to rock out on that. But, yeah, that's kind of how uh, David and I started uh, our friendship. And over the last uh, 12 years, man, we've, man done it all together yeah um yeah david is uh was the dj in our rap group um that carlos and damien are also a part of and uh kind of was really the there probably wouldn't be much of a lids group if it wasn't for david because we had nowhere to rehearse and david Mm. had a home yeah (laughs) the camacha inn (laughs) yeah we talked about that uh, on the episode with carlos uh, that at some point all of us lived at the Camacha Inn, and uh, the Camacha Inn was uh, David's house. Uh, his one of his uh, early homes. Yeah, he had a nice big fat crib, and uh, too many people kept inviting themselves in, so they had to make sure they <laughs> they only had room for kids. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I, I almost tempted to put a no vacancy sign on the front. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was uh, good times. Was good. good stuff. Yeah. Um, so David and I, like I said, I've, I've been a roommate with them for, I lived with them for maybe a month and a half or so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably still owe him rent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, David was also, uh, if there's a honorary second spot for uh, best man, I'd probably have to definitely go to David oh, yeah. uh, in my wedding. Um, I honestly, I like to think that all, all the guys that, I picked in my wedding were, were all the closest uh, yeah. friends that I have. And, you know, it was like a drawing straws for who's going to be best man. Because really, um, any of these guys I would have trusted and, and shared that space with. Um, wow. Sean was just the tallest and had the coolest car. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it looked better in the pictures to have Sean next to me. Right. <laughs> Someday. Looked less like a Tetris game. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, we've had a solid friendship for the last, uh, like I said, about 12 years. And again, one of the reasons that I really started this podcast is just, I want to hope to inspire others to build relationships like the ones that we have, uh, right, right. the, the friendship that we have, you know, um, Carlos, Damien, David, myself, um, and, and a few others that are in that circle, um, really have one of the closest friendships that I've ever had in my life. Um, and, and it's cool because it's, it was founded on music and, and God, but really over the last 12 years has developed into something really, um, we're just a big family. Mm-hmm. Um, I love being a part of David and Stephanie's wife, uh, Stephanie's life, uh, their kids life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my wife loves hanging out with you guys and whatnot. Um, and it's just a big circle. And, uh, and I've seen so many times in my life how having our relationship, having our friendship, uh, is so valuable. Yeah. Um, you know, but I know for me growing up in church, growing up in church, I've had some kind of sense of what a community, what church community and stuff looks like. Um, you don't have that same background. So no. before becoming a Christian, uh, what did your community or the people that you kept or what did that look like? Yeah, you know, I had a, <clears throat> didn't have too much friends, uh, just a good maybe acquaintances and 
uh, co-workers, uh, stuff like that. Um, but how did that look like? I mean, I was single. Um, I, I had, you know, a lot of money because we're working real estate and stuff like that. In the booming time? In the booming time. Uh, so how did that look like? It's just going out on the weekends, you know, doing what single guys do. Yeah. Partying, drinking, you know, just spending money. Yeah. Uh, but there wasn't no connection. It's just we just like to have fun together. Yeah. You know? Um, so it's a lot different than what relations are right now in my life. Yeah. And did you ever see, like, did, was there ever a point that you, like, looked around, like, the people that you hung out with and was just like, man, this ain't going to last? <laughs> yeah. You know, and especially with once you got married, um, all that stuff uh, is just, it starts to fade away because now you're trying to start a relationship with your wife. And if you do keep up those uh, friendships and the things that you'd like to do, um, it's going to cause trouble in your marriage. Yeah. And it did for me because I was doing, I was, you know, that was our struggle in my marriage as in uh, being married so young and early is that I was continuing to hang out with, with friends and pretending I was single and coming home to a wife, mm. you know, and, and it was just hurting the marriage. It was hurting our relationship that we wanted to build. And it's you just, guys were were how old when you got married? So I was twenty. Yeah, I was twenty years. I wasn't even old enough to buy alcohol, but <laughs> I got married. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we got. I got married really young. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just crazy to see, like you know, look back at your life and go, man, I I made it out of those relationships, out of those friendships. Yeah, um, yeah. And the awesome part is, there's a lot of testimonies of. You know, there are times in we're in our life where we have to separate completely, sever those ties from people. Yeah. Um, and but you guys have an they're, awesome. They're good people, you know. That I wish nothing but the best from them. But it's just it's not healthy for for my relationship. Absolutely, you know. I was talking about the friend that I brought over. Uh, man, it, it's ironic to think about it, and uh, and this is just dawning on me, uh, like as we're speaking. But my friend David, who I brought over to David's house. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that was the, the closest thing that I had to a brother at the time. I mean, uh, aside from my real brother. But, mm-hmm. you know. Sure. Um, but uh, there was somebody that I just spent all my time with, my, one of my closest friends that I had when I was saved. And I was trying to bring him along into, the, into you know, what I was trying to change my life to. And he wasn't about it. And at one point when I did stumble early on in my walk is because I tried to keep hanging out with that person. Yeah. Um, and it's ironic that I replaced David with David. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Um, you, have but, a, you have a type name, right? <laughs> I have a type. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, but uh, I, you know, I ended up you know, having to cut that friendship off and, um, and that was my testimony, but you also have testimonies, which is awesome because there are times where in every friendship, there's always going to be somebody who has the greater influence. Hmm. Um, and I think what's really cool about you is that you, uh, a lot of times in a lot of relationships are the bigger influence, you right. know, for being a small dude, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you are the bigger influence. And what's cool is over the years, um, even right really early on into your walk, Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of your friends came to church and had the opportunity yeah. to, whether they fully lived it out or not, yeah. 
you really had an opportunity to make an impact in those relationships because of your position in relationships. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I was really vocal of what how, what I wanted to go uh, when I made a decision to follow Christ. And, um, you know, some people, well, you just start inviting and some people wanted to see what that was all about. So, yeah, they, they did come and they did check it out. And some of them uh, came, uh, stayed and some of them was is not for them at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's awesome because so many times we, you know, a lot of times as, as people in ministry um, and David is someone who actually went through a school of ministry with me, um, uh, isn't is active in ministry, not in a, in a pastoral role at the moment, mm-hmm. um, but somebody who's been in this thing for a long time. Um, a lot, oftentimes, especially when, when there's a new believer, uh, someone who's single, especially um, even people that aren't. We, we tend to encourage them, hey, you need to stop hanging out with everybody that you used to hang out with. Yeah. Um, just completely, like, just shut them off. Um, but there's also testimonies like David's where, yes, I had to separate myself, but I also did everything in my power at the same time to bring them with me. Right. Because you want the best for them. You know, you, it's not that you didn't not like those friends or you don't sure. like those persons. You just didn't like the activities you were doing with them. Uh, those activities were, were, were harmful uh, with your relationship with the Lord, with your, and then me being newly married my relationship with my spouse. Um, and it just was not healthy and it was going on the dark path and the wrong path. And um, in order to save that, I had to cut those ties, but then again, try them, try to have them come and see what it's all about. Yeah, and I think there's um, there it has to be a healthy balance at the same time, though, right. because there there are times where oh I'm still I'm trying to get them saved, bro. Yeah, like, you ain't you trying to get them, them saved by going to the club with them. Yeah, you make that a reason. <laughs> um, I'm only hanging out with them because uh, so they can come to church with me on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but you were smoking a blunt with them yeah. too. <laughs> it's it's for ministry. No, I'm yeah. <laughs> no, I'm drinking no. for the Lord. Yeah, no. There's definitely boundaries um, you have to set yourself with and. And and then and then there's a time where you just have to stop if there's yeah. a, if if they are not doing it then or if they don't want to hey it's not your timing it's not in your timing it's in God's timing so yeah. just just uh, you know just say okay cool well you know you do what you got to do and I'm gonna do what I want to do yeah, keep in touch but for sure you know for sure and I think a lot of times especially um, for someone like you who you really encountered God for the first time in your life. Yeah. Like for me, it was a little different. Like I grew up with knowledge of God, but just didn't have that personal connection with them. So when I converted over, just completely like building church relationships and stuff was a little bit easier for me because I already had a, a basis in that. Mm-hmm. Um, where for someone like you, it might've been a little bit more difficult, but not only that, more exciting. Right. Um, because yeah. man, this is something brand new that i've encountered and i mean god's love is so powerful yeah so when when you encounter christ for the first time uh it just feels uh like an eye opener like wow this is so real you yeah. know it's there's a god that loves me and there's much more better things out there that god has for me and yeah. And you just want to, and, and you don't, you don't really, I thought it was more religion. I was like, do's and don'ts, you know, do this <laughs> and don't do that. And, you know, if you, if you, you got to be a good boy, you know, <laughs> um, but there's, there's a relationship and an encounter and, and that love that you feel. And, and it is, it is exciting because, um, it's not just a feeling you, you, you get to experience it, Yeah, you know, and, 
and for a lot of newly saved Christians, the the thought process is I'm I really am going out to hang out with my friends to evangelize to them, you know. And unfortunately, our, our sinful nature still wants to do some of the other things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what's some uh, something that they don't tell us right off the bat, or that we don't tell people right off the bat, is that there are people who are just you you can sometimes just be in someone's life to plant a seed. Like you don't have to bring somebody all the way A through Z. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that's what messes us up because Mm. we want to see somebody get saved. So we keep hanging out with them. We keep trying to, I'm trying to be there to influence them and bring them to church and blah, blah, blah. And they've shown up and Mm -hmm. you know, they're open or whatnot. We get excited, which is good. I'm not discouraging at all. Like, pursuing trying to bring people to christ i mean yeah. that's the whole reason we're, we're in this thing right but you have to also at a certain point realize okay this soil isn't good right now mm-hmm. so i'm not going to be able to see this this come you right. know yeah and also man maybe it's just going to take a little bit longer for this seed to grow and where i'm at in my life i'm not necessarily in that season yeah to be that person to keep watering Right. So I'm going to have to plant the seed and let God take care of it. Yeah. You know, but for me to keep growing, because I'm still a seedling myself. Yeah. You're a little, little seed. Yeah. I haven't even sprouted out yet. Right. <laughs> but then I got to, you yeah. know, I got to go somewhere and I got to make sure that I'm getting watered before I can even do anything. Yeah. You got to get rooted. Yeah. So I think that's a, a huge thing that, um, you know, just learning, learning all those things. And I think a lot of that comes with making the right connections uh, mm-hmm. wherever God has you. Right. Uh, a lot of times, you know, and I think this is this is another reason uh, for this podcast is to encourage people to find the right relationships in the body, because sometimes it's hard. Yeah, you know, it's it's very hard. You know, what what's the key is is that you find a good relationship, and where do you find that in, in the body of Christ when you go to church? Yeah, you know, a church is is the people, not the building. Uh, so when you find good brothers. Uh, find something in common, you know, or you start in a Bible class or something. But as for us, we we found something in common. And that was music. Yeah. Because at first we got we got together because of music. Yeah. But look where it led. For sure. You know, we 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 both started growing together in the Lord. We both wanted the same thing, a better life for 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 us. And and then, but we had something in common that made us connect even more. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's key is find something in common. Yeah, and I think it's um. One thing that uh, me and Jesse, um, I think you've met my friend Jesse before, mm-hmm. uh, we broke down in the first episode, is sometimes when you get saved, Christ has to be the only thing that you have in common with people. Yeah. Like, yeah. for me coming into, and we, we came up out of the same church, when I first got there, I was the only person kind of like me there. <laughs> you know, there wasn't a whole lot of, there was a lot of diversity of the church, but it was still a very suburban group of people yeah. where I wasn't necessarily that, you know, I wasn't hood rich, but yeah. you know, I wasn't a Kennedy either. Like Kanye says, right. <laughs> Just wow. the fact that I can quote some Kanye, Come on. you know, so <laughs> a, a lot of the congregation couldn't, a lot of the people, even my age couldn't, we're in the same boat. Um, so I still had to, the some of the first friendships I made becoming a uh, a new Christian were with people that I didn't connect with yeah. on any other level yeah. aside from we're both trying to pursue God. Yeah, and how how much harder was that though? It was huge. Yeah. It was it was hu- super difficult. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing is I stuck it out. I knew that God, yeah. uh, and I, and I've shared this a couple times throughout this podcast, but I knew God had called me 
to be there. Yeah. So I planted myself there. And eventually, God brought the people that I needed around me. Yeah. You know, God brought a David, um, a Damien, a Carlos, and even so many others uh, that I was able to connect with and have more than just a service level friendship, but really build something deeper and something that has outgrown the four walls. Sure. Because at this point in our life, um, we're all in different churches. We're all in different stages of life. Um, David has two beautiful kids and a wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been married for a couple years. Damien's been married a couple years longer than me. And I think Carlos uh, is somewhere in the same range as you guys. Yeah. Um, more, probably more. Yeah, maybe a few more. Um, but either way, uh, we're all in different stages of life. The the four walls of the church don't don't connect us anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's our the, what we've built in Christ together. Right. That, yeah, we we actually us. all go in different churches. Yeah, each one of us goes to a different church. Yeah, and we all serve <laughs> in different ministries and different capacities. Yeah, um, but we all funny. serve the same God, though. Yeah, <laughs> right. We all have the same vision. It's to see people's lives get radically changed the same way that ours has. Yeah, um, and it's funny because. Uh, I started off in youth, young adults. I love doing young adults ministry. Um, and David started off in children's ministry. Yep. And now I'm doing children's ministry. And, <laughs> and I'm David's not doing like media stuff. <laughs> the media. I'm actually involved in the men's right now. Yeah. Uh, so the men's the men's uh, Bible study on Tuesday nights. Um, and then uh, what I really like doing, but I'm not doing it now, but sports ministry. Yeah. And that was uh, a really great thing to get guys connected. Yeah. See, that's another great thing to talk yeah. about. Yeah. Like um, you, you talk about being hard to connect people because you only had one thing in common. And I always looked for when I was in ministry, not when I was looking to connect, but when I was in ministry, I know how hard that was to connect with guys. Yeah. So what what not better or what's not better than playing sports you know hey you just go play some baseball or softball or basketball or football flag football and it's no it's like oh i could do that you know and then yeah. and then have a devotion and pray with each other at the end of the game it's like and then you build that relationship is a is an easy uh jump start to building that relationship yeah and I, I just i can think of several guys who did not come to church if it wasn't for softball right um where for me, softball would take me out of church. So I'm terrible at it. <laughs> but uh, there, there was a lot of guys who we said, "Hey, we're not going to make this heavy requirement that you got to be like the 13th disciple or anything like that." Yeah. Um, but we want you to come at least once a month. Yeah. While while baseball season is on, while softball season is going, yeah, show up out. to one, you know. Uh, one one service a month. One service, one service, uh, or by, or men's breakfast or something. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I think that was enough to get some guys. A lot of guys would be like, "All right, I'll sacrifice one Sunday morning mm-hmm. for six weeks of softball." Right. Um, so uh, a lot of guys really got to encounter God through that, yeah. and there was a lot of guys who um, either got saved. Or just genuinely encountered God. Yeah. You know, the the hard part is you still have to accept salvation. You still have to accept that gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we have other outside influences. But for a season, we knew that in those six, 12, whatever, how many seasons they played or how many weeks. Because uh, we had multiple seasons at one point of softball going on. Yeah, we had three, three a year. Yeah. So at one point, we knew that these guys were going to get a chance to encounter God. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they would have never had never had yeah. at all right 
if it wasn't for baseball. <laughs> baseball. <laughs> baseball. <laughs> yeah, and I love I loved it. Uh, I love talking to the guys that don't usually go to church, and and they notice something different about the the league. You know, they're like, wow, you guys pray with the whole team and the opposing team yeah. right before a game. And and then after the team, we talk about God and talk, you know, have a little devotion yeah. and another time of prayer. And we pray there's for way people. less fights in this one. Way less fights. Nobody's. I didn't say no fights. There's less fights. <laughs> less fights. You know, people are actually watching their mouths. <laughs> At least trying to. <laughs> trying to. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's it. still a competitive sport, you know. Yeah. So you, and, and you got a lot of unsafe guys. And you got too. unsafe guys there, so. But still, I mean, just But it fact. is different. And, and you get guys that play in other leagues and they love our league because yeah. it's, it's it's fun you know? and they can bring their families yeah like there's i've talked to guys who played in our leagues and played in um other leagues where they won't bring their family mm. because either they know the way that they're gonna act yeah and they don't want their family to see that right you know because some people have a competitive side that they don't want others to see um or they're worried about what the other influences or the other things that are going to be around sure. um, their families are. Where in this league, they knew this was really a family environment where I saw a lot of people like yeah. have their families out there, like their kids out there and whatnot. Um, yeah. It was a really cool environment. Yeah, no, it's really it's really good, and, and it's really good to connect to connect with other guys. You know, that's that's the key. You know, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Everybody's going through something in your life, and and. There's always a season where you need somebody. Yeah. And and if you don't have a person that you can talk to or um, or even Jesus, then uh, it's going to be a difficult time. Yeah. You know, I, I think about um, there's so many times in my life where, where our friendships and other friendships that I have. But I, I always come back to uh, what we have with our with our music group, um, you know, that community that we built there. But I think of so many times where that really came into play for me. You know, uh, I shared with, on the episode with Carlos, you know, I went through a really ugly breakup as a young man um, that put me in a, that really had me defeated for a season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had guys like you, him and, and Damien to really keep me accountable, really keep me uplifted and give me somewhere where I could feel comfortable, vulnerable and um, get healing. Yeah. You know, Um, and then transitioning out of that into singleness, having you guys (laughs) around was huge, too. Right. You know, having godly friendships in a a season of singleness um, is huge because there's so many times that I can think of um, where you guys would catch me. You know, not like something weird, but catch me like, oh, hey, I, I thought I saw you looking at that girl or whatever. She seems legit or whatnot. Or like, you yeah. know, what was even better was having the uh, community um, just because our, our friendship was so deep. It spilled over into the friendships with, with everybody's wives and whatnot, too. Right. Is, you know, and I would go there. Man, Stephanie would be the first one to call me out. Oh, yeah. My, she would <laughs> she would bust anybody out. Yeah. You know, and, and really, you know, I, I always felt it. As a place of love coming from her. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, definitely like looking out for me in a sisterly way. Like, nah, I don't like her. Like straight <laughs> up. Yeah. You know. Um, and then, you know, now to where, uh, you know, she's probably one of my wife's closest friends. Yeah. You know, which is amazing for me. That was something that as I was in my singleness, man, I want somebody. These guys mean so much to me. And our relationship is so um, crucial. That if whoever I pick to be my my wife, um, 
because you know when you're when you're a Christian man, you're looking for you learn that you're looking for a spouse. Mm-hmm. You're not you're you're not dating just to date, right? Um, but you're dating for life, right? Um, so when I when I finally um, decided to really build my relationship with Aubrey, um, her getting along with you guys and your wives, yeah, was important to me. That's good, and, and it was something that worked right off the bat, and I think it really led to, you know our relationship being able to continue um, to grow and develop because you know it would have been really hard if if my closest friends didn't like my girlfriend yeah that's that'll be awkward yeah <laughs> but there's so many guys that fall down to the trap hmm. right sure oh but she's fine though bro <laughs> come on dog she's bad like All i right. got i gotta stay with her you know i can't can't yeah compete no that you have to understand, man. What if God has given you something valuable like the like the body, like your friendships um, that are godly friendships? Mm-hmm. If something is pulling you away from that, that ain't right. Yeah, that's true. You know, there's. I mean, there are situations where sometimes just personalities you don't like necessarily click with that person, yeah. but to flat out not get along, yeah, is a totally different. Yeah, it's just listening to your, your advice, too. I mean, it, it all depends what situation that is. You know, there's something bad about the other person that's going to pull you down. Yeah. Then you got to say something. But if it's just like you said, if it's just personality or oh, she's bossy or whatever, <laughs> uh, I don't like her. Um, you know, you got to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. And, and the cool thing is, you know, um, God has given us these godly relationships, these godly friendships. Um so we can have those checks. I yeah. mean, if if I have a deep relationship with a group of people and I trust them with everything, mm-hmm. if I don't allow them to speak into my life, that's pride or not trust. Right. Because if I, if I allowed you into my life to this extent, I got to be able to allow you to speak into it. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that, that alone yeah. could save so many people's walk. Yeah. Like just having a group of people, whatever it's a small group, it's a group of guys, it's your basketball group that you meet up with regularly, mm-hmm. whatever the case is. Yeah. But having a, a group that you can connect with and really trust and depend on and lean on in that way and allow them to speak into your life mm-hmm. and accept it no matter what, knowing that, hey, I trust these guys. I, I trust where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. That could save so many people's walk. Yeah. And so many people have a hard time you know being honest like that yeah you know like hey i want to tell you this i know you like this girl uh but i gotta be honest yeah you know and and some some you know the, the real friends will be honest no matter what situation For sure. it is. you know you got to be ruthlessly honest with your with your friend yeah and, and and whatever you're going through whether it be giving what you your input or just sharing what's going on in your life yeah you got to be honest yeah, I, I can think of, you know, again, you know, just going through that season of singleness, uh, you know, I would be talking to someone, thinking about going into a relationship with them um, and share with you guys, hey, this is how it's kind of been playing out. Mm-hmm. And you guys can t- would tell me, you know, bro, I don't really think that's going to work out, mm-hmm. you know, not to bring me down, but to save me some heartache. Right. You know, um, but I can also think of other situations where I was just going through things either with family or whatnot. Um, that I just had to be open and vulnerable with you guys and say, hey, man, I'm really hurting in this situation. Mm-hmm. Like, lift me up. 
help me through it. Walk me through it. Yeah. Um, even if you don't know exactly how to, just be there and stand with me. You're right. Uh, and there were so many seasons like that. Um, and uh, we can we can chop this out later if you if you don't mind me sharing. Sure. Uh, but I remember a time uh, when we were at the Camacho Inn, uh, and again we we shared each other's victories, we shared each other's defeats mm-hmm. um, and hardships. Yeah. And I remember uh, David giving me a call and going, "Dude, you're going to be an uncle," <laughs> and just yeah. being juiced. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I remember a couple of weeks later, yeah. you know, us hanging out and him just being vulnerable and sharing, "Hey, you know." Um, my wife had a miscarriage. Right. Things didn't work out. Yeah. Um, but uh, but him being able to trust us, sure. having somebody to trust in that way, yeah. to not put his business out there, but also at the same time to be there and just be like, hey, let's mm. lift you up. Let's yeah. surround you and your wife. Let's, let's continue to believe for you. Um, yeah. And in that same sense, knowing the struggle that you went through, um, you guys as a family went through, man, when you guys had Amarisa, like, <laughs> yeah, dude, I cried with you, you know? Sure. I was sure. so happy. You know, right it's a yeah. miracle. Yeah, definitely. You know, to it see took, God's hand in your life. It took 10 years for us to have a baby and that yeah. was a miracle on itself. Um, but yeah, I remember that. I remember that season where we had a miscarriage and I feel what, like I said, if it, if it wasn't for you guys, man, like, I don't know where I'd be, you know, I needed, I needed guys. Yeah. In, in that season yeah. and in a lot of seasons but in that season particularly I remember that was a really uh, for both of us being my wife we were questioning you know what, what are we doing you know there was so much that going through your head yeah. and if it wasn't for godly men and godly influences and looking to God and who knows what the other outcome would be for sure you know and it was so crucial that that I was vulnerable I was you know, at first, you, you know, we're guys. You don't really want to talk about those kind <laughs> yeah. of gooshy gooey stuff. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, we had a miscarriage. My wife is crazy. I mean, she's she's going through it. Pray for her. But no, it hurt me, too. Yeah. You know, and, and I had a choice to make. I need to be open how I felt about it. Yeah. And um, every man has a choice to make where to be vulnerable or wear a mask hiding that feeling. Yeah. And to get truly healed and truly move on, you need to be vulnerable. Yeah. It's yeah. so huge, man. And again, yeah. like there, um, there's other, there's been other scenarios where that come into play. But being able to, in one of the hardest situations, being able to be open and vulnerable, yeah, um, really, I'm sure made it easier. Yeah, when other trials and tribulations came, you mm-hmm. know, that first one's always the hardest. But once you know, hey, yeah. these guys held it and held me. Yeah, through with, that season. with with no judgment. With, yeah, you know, with love and yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and I can think of other friends of ours who have battled addictions, have battled different things, you know, mm-hmm. um, and we've been there for them. Yeah, and man, seen them through, um, and just what God has has built in the church, in the body. Mm-hmm. He's built for these type of relationships. Yes, you know, there's so many times that, especially as men, we want to do our own thing. We want to isolate ourselves mm-hmm. um, or we just, you know, it's my problem. I'm going to handle it. Right. You know, it's a very natural man thing to do, mm-hmm. but it's pride at the end of the day. Yeah. And when we can learn to conquer that, there's so much more freedom. There's so, yeah, so much more. And God has so much more for you for whoever's listening. They have so much more for you out there. You know, as long as you be vulnerable and you find that guy. 
God's got so much more. You know, whether you're battling a feeling, uh, depression, battling uh, addiction, battling, you know, whatever you're going through, God has so much more out there. And we can't even understand it. Yeah. Um, and you just need to find that that brother. That community. That community. Yeah. It's so huge because, I mean, uh, that there, God wouldn't have built the church, mm-hmm. just built that foundation of the gathering. You know, the Bible says, don't forsake a gathering of saints. Mm. You know, he, God wouldn't say all these things about connecting with people, fellowshipping with people, if it wasn't crucial to sustaining the walk. Yeah. If it wasn't important, he wouldn't say it. I'm sure there's lots of things God would like to say, but he don't say it because they ain't important. <laughs> right. Right? But, you know, the word says that there's power, there's life in the word. Yeah. So if we look to it and we see how, how valuable community is throughout scripture, it's got to be important to us. Yeah. Uh, God, God made it for us. Again, I shared with this in another episode, but man, the foundation uh, of just creation, one of the first things he said, it's not good for dudes to be alone. Mm-hmm. You know? That's right. He started that in the context of a wife, but if you ain't got a wife in whatever season you're in, you need somebody. You need somebody. You yeah. still shouldn't be alone. Right. Just because you don't have a wife don't mean you get to be alone. Right. You know, and a lot of times. We just don't. And even there are seasons, even as, as a married man, where I need to find some fellows outside of, you know, that, um, not in an ungodly way, but I need someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. I need someone to help encourage me in things when I'm going through a difficult time. Yeah. You know, yes, I share everything with my wife, um, but I also need some fellows to surround me. Yeah. I need some guys and um, a group, a community. My wife needs women to surround her. Yep. Uh, we, we need to have this community. Yeah. Yeah. Marriage is a, a whole different subject. <laughs> <laughs> right. You need another podcast uh, episode for that one. But yeah, you definitely, but you still, the, the same thing goes though. You still need that group of guys. Yeah, absolutely. You know, something I talked about with Jesse <laughs> in the first episode is just, you know, uh, marriage is a fellowship in its own sense. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a community in its own sense. Um, and even within that, you got to have, you just, is there's just, you have to build a network. True. You have to build yeah. different networks of, hey, these are my friendships. These are my relationships. These are the people that I turn to for X, Y, Z. These are the people that are with me for everything. Mm-hmm. And these are the people that I go seek advice from. These yeah. are the people that I um, go seek marriage advice from, financial advice from, yeah. whatever the case is. But having that network of different people that you can connect with is huge. That's so true. You know, you, you and you pick those people. You know, you know. Oh, these these people have been married for thirty years. I need to talk to them. How they do that? You know, right. like I need to go. You know, I'm trying to get there. Trying to get there exactly. <laughs> or this person, man, he say he looked like he has uh, his finances under control. He, you know, he budgets. He does all this, and <laughs> I need to go talk to him. You know, <laughs> right? I need to learn how to diversify my bonds. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, yeah, that's all so true. Having these relationships, man, is so crucial. I mean, um, I would say that anybody out there who might be struggling trying to find those relationships, trying to find those um, those people you can count on, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's one trust the spirit, man. Mm-hmm. Pray, see where God's leading you. Yeah. Two is there's a lot of times where it's guess and check. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, I started trying to hang out with these guys. Nothing wrong with them, but we just didn't. That wasn't the right fit for me. Um, you know, uh, 
there's another group of guys in the church, whether it's a different sport or a different small group or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Like you just keep trying until you find those people that you connect with. Yeah. Like I said, early on, there was people that I hung out with um, yeah, that I don't connect with on the same level that I yeah. connected with you guys right off the bat. Sure. Yeah, it's not always the first group you go to. Yeah. You know, it could be, but it's usually not the case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, thanks for being on the show today, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I know my stomach is growling. I'm ready for so some sushi. We're going to get some sushi. <laughs> but you know what's better than any sushi is my man, Daddy Dave's Barbecue. <laughs> That's right. Um, definitely <laughs> got to give a shout out to uh, David has a catering business. Uh, yep. Local Sacramento is called uh, Daddy Dave's Barbecue. Daddy Dave's but he'll go international if you if you listen in Europe. You know what I'm saying? He'll bring you wherever. It's that good. Yep. Uh, might have to pay for his kids and everything to come to it, but, or at least for me to come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go check it out. DaddyDave'sBarbecue.com. Yeah, and then you got uh, Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz. All of it. All of, all of it. it. Daddy Dave's Barbecue. Yep. And uh, still Rev Dave Mart. Still Rev Dave Mart. Uh, and then also, if you're a pastor of a church and you need some bookkeeping, I got you covered there too. He's Dave, a man of all, all kinds Dave, of insight. Davisbookkeeping.net. <laughs> it'll fix your belly and it'll fix your books. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, definitely want to shout out to, to David's uh, businessman. It's something that I admire about him. Is, uh, he's really got that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, but at the same time, there's so many people who do. Um, and don't want to sidetrack or go off too much. But man, there's so many people that get captured by having a business mindset and a business spirit and then, you know wanting to do all this and that mm-hmm. that they forget about the body and being connected and right. um, the church they get so focused on their business uh, but I was listening to an awesome podcast with uh, Bishop Jakes the other day and uh, he was talking about using what you have as a platform and David has done a great job of using his cooking abilities his financial abilities um, and just his personality and his heart to really use it as a, as a platform yeah. to share Christ. Uh, nice. So I definitely want to shout out to uh, Daddy Dave's and uh, right I don't think it's called Daddy Dave's Bookkeeping, but... <laughs> no, it's just David's Bookkeeping. <laughs> yeah, but uh, David's Bookkeeping. Um, so uh, thanks again for being on the show. Man. Oh, man. I appreciate awesome you. to be on. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> hey, thanks again for listening. I had a great time with my man, DJ David, a.k.a. David Martinez. And uh, make sure to check him out on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Daddy Dave Street Barbecue, or uh, Rev Dave Mart. Seriously, if you're around Zach and you see him posting up somewhere, he's got an awesome catering business slash food truck. Uh, definitely want to check him out. And I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe, uh, leave me a review, and remember you can uh, get some extra fundage uh, if you uh enter into the instagram contest thanks again for listening and we will see you in two weeks next episode drops in two weeks thanks guys